Aloha, adventurer. This is me, Joshua Loya, your friendly neighborhood Jedi here. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's not a Spider-Man podcast, but I always start the little intro segments the same way uh, or similarly such. But uh, that's not what I want to talk about. Actually, real quick, before we get into the episode, uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. You know, you could do anything with your time. You could go tell dick jokes on Clubhouse. You could go watch YouTube videos of uh, cats being trained as Jedi. You could go organize your uh, supplements by alphabetical order or by, um, you know, I mean, there's, there's all manner of things that you could be doing right now. And you're choosing to listen to the sound of my voice. And this week, it's actually just the sound of my voice, or at least the only voice you will hear, uh, other than, if you know, unless Justin, our producer, has some surprises thrown in there. But if, uh, if, if you're listening, thank you, because your time invested is time that you can't get back, and it means a lot to me that you take the time to listen to what I have to share with you each and every week. So thank you for that. Really appreciate it. And, you know, since you are listening... Um, you know, you're probably listening on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast or any myriad of places where fine podcasts may be found. You, uh, something you could really do that would, you know, you could do that would really help us is, uh, is give us a rating. You know, I don't know if the, the rating and all the different podcast places, uh, is the same, but, you know, give us a nice high rating. If you enjoy what we do, Thank you. And if you have a review, you, you know, if you, you want to write a review on the podcast, that would help a lot. So if you're on, um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please go give us a, ideally, I would hope you would give us a five-star rating. Uh, but, you know, uh, just just tell people that you're, you're, you're listening to the show. You know, I feel really good about the content that we give you uh, for your ear holes every single episode. I want more people listening, though. We've had so many cool guests. We have so many cool things coming up that I would really like to share with you, but I want to make sure enough people are going to listen. And uh, one of the quick and easy ways you can do, even if you're like, I'm a hermit, I live on a, I live on an island, and I only get my uh, my podcast uh, dropped off to me by seagulls once a month. Well, okay, you might be exempt, but, you know, Maybe uh, throw a, a note in a bottle and uh, tell somebody to rate it on Apple Podcasts for you or something. I don't know. Uh, but if you if you are on Apple Podcasts or, or wherever, Spotify, give us a nice rating and, and um, you know write a review on the show. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. And I'm sure Justin and uh, his wife Angela, uh, you know the people at Hero House Creative that help make this podcast possible, I th- I'm sure they would appreciate it too. And anybody who loves the podcast and what we're doing, uh, you know, that's a really quick way that you can, uh, you can enjoy. I think you will probably miss, um, miss this by the time it comes out. Actually, I just agreed to do it, but uh, if you're on clubhouse, I am going to be on the, uh, Asai hour on Tuesday at 1 PM. Um, this will probably be, like I said, this will be out uh, probably after that happens, but, uh, you know, there's that. If you follow me on Clubhouse, you'll find out. Wish I would have thought to mention it when uh, we released the last episode, but that's the way that cookie crumbles, so to speak. Anyway, 
Uh, this next uh, little thing you're going to hear, you're going to hear a nice little musical intro, and then uh, you're going to hear the sound of my voice again, and just me this time. So i uh, got a little bit of an update, talk a little bit about my new guide dog, and uh, then I talk sort of conversationally with you. This whole experience of talking solo to all of you right now, this is a different thing for me. I'm used to talking to people. When we have conversations on the podcast, having somebody on the other end of that conversation, you know, that helps me to feel more of myself. And I did my best to just have a conversation with all of you about some tools that I use when, uh, you know, when I get kind of down and when I need that extra, you know, sort of an artificial construct that helps me get through, uh, you know, it helps me get through, right? So, um, I hope you enjoy it. It's a little different than our normal episodes. And, um, you know, it sounded a little quiet when I listened back to the recording. But, you know, Justin Romack is an audio wizard. I'm sure he'll make it sound great. And uh, thank you again for uh, for listening. I cannot, uh, you know, you make the uh, the podcast worth it because knowing that people are getting something out of it gives that uh, gives us that extra fire to uh to make this happen so thank you so much for that and uh without further ado uh me uh talking about my guide dog and uh gateway to freedom Aloha, adventurer. I am Joshua Loya, a.k.a. Joshua the Jedi, the aspiring servant warrior. Uh, I am very happy to have you. Today is a little different. I'm going solo today, and uh, got more things coming down the pipe for you. But uh, I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of an update and kind of share some cool things going on in my life. And then um, I wanted to share some some resources and some tools, more, more techniques of, of approaching life and sort of a philosophical outlook that went into the development of Adventure Mind and, and something that helps me get through some dark periods. But uh, I just wanted to, to share as far as the personal news thing, uh, I have a new guide dog. I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to talk a lot about her, but she is one of the, um, I don't know, I could not, it's my first girl, so I've had three boys up until this point, and it's been almost two years since I had a guide dog uh, that I was working, and, you know, we, we do have a little pet dog now, and he's cool, and and the two of them are getting along, mostly. Uh, the uh, the little one is a little bit territorial about the couch. One, he fits on the couch, and the new one, not so much, because you know, she's a 66-pound Labrador, but... um. As far as the the new dog, uh, Megan is her name. Uh, I don't get to choose that. Uh, that's they're given their names when they're born, um, just to kind of keep track of their lineage and everything from the the school I got her from. Got dogs for the blind. Uh, but if you do happen to run into us in public, please, as much as you might see pictures of Megan on my Instagram or on Adventure Minds Instagram or the various places we are social media wise. Uh, really strongly encourage you to uh, just actually heartfelt request. Just if you see somebody with a service dog, you just kind of leave it alone. I know they're cute. I know they're um, you're so impressed with how smart they are. But honestly, it's a it's really a matter of safety. And you know if you end up having a a relationship with the person, the handler of the dog, then you may get an opportunity to be invited to you know say hello to the dog, but you might not. 
and you know, if th- this will be the end of my PSA portion of the of the podcast today, but if you see you know somebody with a service dog, um, it's not it's not the same, right? It's not not just a dog you can go up and say hi to. And honestly, I really think that if you just see somebody with a dog, you always ask permission anyway. You know, you don't know if that dog's sick or if it's injured or if it has um, a tendency to bite or, you know, you, you just don't know. And and probably honestly, the simplest thing is you, know, you ask if it's okay first, if it's an appropriate time to ask, because it might not be, but you ask the person if it's an appropriate you know, if that's something that you would, would be okay for you to do, say hi to your dog or, or, um, you know, probably wouldn't lead with that. But if you did just ask first, and if they say no, respect that. Well, that seems like a pretty simple thing. Um, but there are a lot of people who think that they are above, um, any kind of restrictions. You know, I've had parents, um, you know, with small children and the kids are, educating the parents on how to talk to the dog. So, you know, you never know. And then I've had people come up and pet my dogs before and they say, oh, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to pet you, but, you know. So um, most people know what's going on. Uh, but if you know me as a, just sort of a, a friendly way to, to pay it forward if you've gotten anything out of the podcast, um, I really uh, would appreciate it. If you just kind of leave the dog be and, and respect the uh the rules that the handler sets for that dog and i assure you you know these dogs get a chance to play right it's not work 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 all day long uh but when they're working the work needs to be respected so um all that to say uh, i'm very very happy and i could not have asked for a better dog um yesterday yeah it was yesterday i had had a long day nothing was going my way and I just took a lot of a lot of busy work, um, stuff that I needed to sort out. There's some mix up with uh, our lease, and we were gonna have to all of a sudden move in like two months. And uh, thankfully, that was just a paperwork error that was able to be solved. But you know, all the stuff, collateral stuff with that, and just weird little things. I was exhausted. I was kind of depressed, and um, I just got on the floor. I was doing. Uh, some lower back exercises and uh, you know, cause if you're surfing, you gotta get that chest off the board. Right. So um, doing some of that and I was doing some stretches and feeling kind of, kind of mopey and, and Megan came up to me and she, you know, licked me all over the face and you know, it's really hard to uh, feel sad when you're getting a, a just being showered with, uh, with Labrador kisses. So um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing at her guide work, but also really, really good at, um, you know, being with me and, uh, kind of being attuned to the, uh, mental and emotional space that I find myself. So on to, uh, what I wanted to share though. Um, and you know, feel free if you got a question, you want to say what's up, you know, Joshua at adventuremind.net. Um, I'll, I'll, try to be a little bit uh, quicker in the response. I, I think a couple of you sent some mails, emails in recently. I'll get to you. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as what I wanted to share today, though, you know, because I get a lot of credit, right? Some might say too much. Some might say it's well-deserved. I'm not even going to argue whether it is or not. But I'm given a lot of credit for 
you know, being this badass blind guy that does all this stuff and, you know, skateboards. I actually don't skate that much, but I have. Um, he surfs, does jujitsu, you know, messes around, messes around with shock knives and nunchucks and drives jet skis and, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, all that stuff's true, right? The thing that a lot of people think, you know, that I must have it all figured out. And I, I don't, but I have some tools at work. And I'm going to share with you kind of some things I reflect on or some kind of tools I use to uh, build for self. Wow, let me try that again. Uh, that I use to build a gateway out and through. So there is no escaping life. There is no, you know, not permanently, right? Like um, you can check out and you can have your your moments of rest and you can have your 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 uh, recovery periods, but eventually life's going to catch up to you. So you're you're not going to be able to just coast forever. It's going to require some uh, some response. But if you find yourself stuck, if you find yourself in a spot, maybe you can use this. So I call this my my gateway to freedom. This is when I actually I give keynote addresses and have, um, and when they want to hear about you know some sort of inspirational thing I talk about on this this thing. Some people say, oh, you should keep all this stuff behind a paywall, Joshua. You know, you shouldn't just give this away for free. And you know, I'm feeling a little bit magnanimous, a little bit generous, and. Uh, would rather you have these resources available to you than that I get tons of money from it. So on a serious note, right? So let's let's uh let's craft this gateway to freedom. Let's give ourselves the way through. And in this this gateway, I have four posts. Now I can start building this gateway uh, with any post in any order. So you know, as I go through, talk about the the four posts and what is going to be helpful to help you get out of this and get through this. Don't think you have to do it in a specific order. Just write down and you know maybe maybe you listen to this a couple times or whatever, or or write down some notes or, or both, and you listen to these four posts, these four gateways, you know, four four parts of your gateway out. You can start it in any order. Just make sure you understand how each each uh, post works. So this is just the order in which it's easy for me to remember them and oftentimes the way that's easiest for me to do them. So the first one of this gateway to freedom, this gateway out, is gratitude. For me, if I reflect upon what I'm grateful for, if I am intentionally thankful for anything I would not want to lose, I, you know, if I keep walking that through, if I keep going further down through all of the things, big, small, profound, mundane, if I keep reflecting, keep counting my blessings, maybe even thanking God for them, if that's part of something that I do, you know, communicating with, uh, you know, divine being beyond myself, even if it's just, I you know, write this stuff down in a journal, I just say them out loud, um, and maybe I get kind of silly and I, sing, yeah, I grab my guitar and I start singing about all the stuff I'm grateful for, whatever it is, you know, it's really hard for me to stay upset. It's really hard for me to feel mopey and alone 
Now, that doesn't mean I can't still stay there, but it helps, right? So, you know, and this could be something, you know, it could be people, it could be memories that you've had, right? It could be experiences, places you've gotten to go. Uh, if you're a martial artist like me, people you've gotten to train with, um, roles you've had, um, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe you're a surfer and you've had you just remember this really sweet wave you had once, or you know, there was this one time when I was out and there were a bunch of dolphins out there, and and um, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing or a small thing, right? It can be anything you're grateful for. And here's here's another cool trick since we're talking about um, about gratitude and, and reflecting. You know, again, counting your blessings, speaking out loud all the things that that were awesome are awesome in your life things you're looking forward to even. There's this concept called chunking and de-chunking, right? Where, at least as it's been suggested, I use it, and, and I do to some extent, actually. This is a tool I use. I will chunk together my negative reference points, my negative memories, my negative, uh, th- the things that kind of really make things unpleasant. And I try to group them all into one box and just compress them into one little category of stuff that sucked, right? And then on the positive stuff, on the stuff that I really want to dial up and really relive almost because it was just that awesome, I do what's called de-chunking. So I, I, I take out, you know, like let's say you go to, you know, you go to Disneyland, right? And you go, um, man, or are there all the lines and all the, I had to wait, pay so much for the food and all this and that. You just put all that stuff in one little box. And then you walk through the, the gates of Disneyland. You're like, oh man, oh cool. I got to see Mickey Mouse and, you know, got, you know, and, and oh cool. The, there's a low, there's a short line for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And oh man, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride was cool. And the music was kind of neat. Made me feel like I was back in the movie and, you know, you there's you could th- uh, think about how I guess in um, in Disneyland in Anaheim that's the only place you can get the beignets that you know the kind of deep fried dough that you know you can get beignets at any park but you can only get the Mickey Mouse ear beignets at Disneyland in uh, Anaheim at the first park so you know again thinking about all these it could be little things all about this one thing. So you could have this one single chunk of Disneyland or you could have a chunk for every ride. You could have, you know, you could de-chunk it out to, you know, um, maybe you stopped off at a restaurant inside the park or you met somebody really fun while you were waiting in line for, um, you know, the Matterhorn or something or, you know, whatever. Like you, you can expand, you can have all these little pieces and each time you think about it, you get to experience it more and more. And, you know, that's, that's something that can be really helpful when you're trying to remember how to do something, right? You can remember the experience, remember, you can even imagine uh, doing things. You know, if you're like, if you're a martial arts practitioner and you don't have a, say a training partner, you can try to remember what it feels like to, take that particular position and grab their arm here and twist their wrist this way and, you know, whatever the case may be. So um, not to get off too far, 
that first post, it's gratitude, right? So basically, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it reflect upon, think out loud, say, pray, and express gratitude to God for any and all of these things. Anything that you are thankful that it is, existed, that you got to experience, have, hold, etc. Um, and even it could be something as expansive as something that somebody else got to do, but you're happy they got to experience it. So again, gratitude is the first post. And again, we can do these in any order. So this gateway to freedom, we got our, our, our pathway out that we're building for ourselves. So we got gateway to freedom. The first one is gratitude. The second one, is honestly my favorite and really where the seed of the adventure mind initially hashtag the podcast hopefully the movement where it all got its start the second post is adventure now i got a couple peculiar things when i'm talking about adventure i got a couple of things that are unique to my definition for it so i define adventure as resiliency or more precisely the path to resiliency and experiencing as much of what life has to offer I define adventure as the path to resiliency and to all that life has to offer. If you hear the the sighing and, and noises and stuff, I have uh, I have my guide dog here, Megan, at my feet. She's incredibly moved by what I'm sharing with all of you. I'm sure you know. Um, so you know, again, this resiliency or this this path to resiliency and all that life has to offer this this is a it's an important thing you know we want lots of stuff in life but sometimes i wonder if we do i think we want not so much more of life as less pain so when i'm talking about adventure i'm talking actual purposeful living where you're actually going out and you're intentionally soaking up as much as you can from every experience. Now, does this mean that you have to make every single thing happen? No. Sometimes things fall in your lap. You might have somebody give you, uh, you know, maybe your neighbor made some cookies and they bring you by some cookies. Or maybe it's, um, you know, you just got to witness a sunset at the end of a really cool day. You didn't make that sunset happen. But you made the most of your ability to experience it. And so that that intentional living, that, that basically you go out of your way to experience as much of life has to offer, the way you get there is this. You strive for strength and courage. Now, how do you get strong? You get strong just using weightlifting as an example. There are other methods for strength. There's there's emotional strength. There's mental strength. There's artistic ability. 
But to borrow from the simple example, in weightlifting, you don't get stronger by taking photographs of the weights or looking at fitness Instagram accounts or smelling a gym. Besides, gyms smell, I don't know, they have a certain nostalgia and and appeal to me, but, you know, sometimes not exactly the uh, most pleasant of smelling places. But that's not how you're going to get strong. You're not going to get strong by just kind of thinking about what it would take. You get strong by lifting the weights. You're actually tearing down your body, tearing, you know, especially if you're lifting really heavy weights, you're tearing, you know, ripping you know, little, little tears throughout your muscles, small tears, you know, you're not destroying them, but you're, you're really straining them consider- considerably. And the way you get stronger, you do all that, you eat well, and, uh, and you rest up and you maybe you stretch, you breathe and. And then as your body rebuilds, then you go out and you do it again. And so, you know, lifting weights, especially really heavy weights, it's really hard. It's difficult. There's a reason that not everybody looks like Arnold, uh, aside from the, you know, the steroids that he may or may not have been taking. But, you know, there's a reason that not, you know, most people don't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. There's a reason that The Rock looks like the way The Rock looks like. There's a reason that, you know, just it, it takes work to get to that level of um, a physique. You know, uh, Brian Shaw, who is a, a really successful strongman, you know, like, yeah, he probably is naturally gifted, but he probably works his ass off. You know, um, the Mountain, who's in the Game of Thrones, again, really giant guy, but he also works out like a, like a son of a gun. So, you know, there's not this thing where we can just like um you have to put in the work the reality is the only way you get strong is by doing hard stuff and that's half of it so the strength has to be there but if what if you're rocked though what if you're rocked by life events like the like the really frustrating day i had yesterday does that mean there's anything wrong with you? Of course not. It's not that you are defective. It just means that you could perhaps develop some strength, uh, some mental fortitude that could help you if you experience this again. This is not a condemnation thing. This is I'm not I'm not saying you are less than because you've had these negative experiences. I mean, I've, I, I got diagnosed with PTSD about four years ago. Uh, I have major depression. And, you know, so I, I understand what it's like to struggle. But we can do things to help develop this resilience, this strength. And the other part of it, though, besides the strength, is the courage. Now, a lot of people say, oh, that's, man, you can't, you, you're obviously not afraid of anything. You go surfing, you go do jiu-jitsu, you mess with the shock knife. You know, I... I had to stop somebody last night. I was on Clubhouse last night, actually, and, and somebody wanted to know my story, and I told them, and, and they were really moved by it, and I'm, I'm stoked on that, right? Like, sometimes I try to be funny, sometimes I try to just be interesting, and sometimes I try to inspire people, because, you know, life can get kind of difficult. And so, when it came time, they were like, oh, man, you're probably never afraid. And I had to stop them, and I'm, I'm afraid every single time I step in the water. 
every single time I paddle out, I'm afraid. I'm thinking about sharks. I'm thinking about stingrays. I'm thinking about all that stuff. But I go out and I paddle and I do it anyway. I'm afraid every single time I step on a jiu-jitsu mat. Afraid I'm going to make embarrass myself. Afraid I'm going to get hurt. Afraid I'm going to hurt somebody else. Afraid I will disappoint my coach. Afraid I will uh, scare somebody and they'll never want to come back and do jujitsu. Afraid I won't put enough of a scare into somebody who's kind of a mat bully that they just keep doing it. I'm afraid all the time. But here is the real trick. Because courage, right? We want to develop strength and courage, but we want to become strong and courageous as a necessary component to adventure. Because we need to to have some strength and courage in order to be able to get everything that life has to offer. Right? The more strength and courage we have, the more we can experience a life. In order to be courage, you know, courageous, I have to have fear. It's the, the following quote has been attributed to a bunch of people, some of whom I rather admire, some of whom I think are asshats. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is being afraid and going anyway. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is being afraid and going anyway. Sometimes fear gives us a message. And that message, generally speaking, is something's coming that we're not ready for. I don't know if you can hear my neighbor's dogs barking in the background. I can. But something's coming. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this big thing that's coming. And I might be ready. But the fear is helpful in kind of pausing to think about, am I ready? Does it matter if I'm ready? Is there any downside behind going anyway? What do I get if I go? Sometimes those are really valuable things to ask. Sometimes it's not that big a deal and you don't need to worry about it. And your just emotions kind of ran away with themselves. But just because there is a very real danger of drowning, getting eaten by a shark, um, having my the fin of my surfboard uh, cut me somewhere. Just because there's a risk of that doesn't mean the fear of that needs to control my actions so much so that it's not, for me, it's still worth it to go. Because the payoff I get from surfing is I could sleep better at night. I can respond to people with a positive headspace and maybe be there for them when they need somebody to listen to them. So, again, developing courage. You know, you pay attention to your fear so that you take whatever lessons you need to take from it. All right, so maybe you're not ready. Maybe that's a prompt for you to get ready. Hmm, get ready become more able 
more competent, stronger at doing this thing. Oh, okay, so the fear can be the prompt for developing the strength because, you know, it's indicating perhaps you might have a temporary weakness or a weakness that you have to navigate. But it doesn't mean you got to stay there. It doesn't mean there's nothing you can do about it. All right, so fear can be a, a warning that there is something coming because, you know, if a car's coming at me, I'm not, I, I, it's good that I might have a fear of getting hit by a car because uh, that might help me make a choice to get out of the street. So without going too deep again, I don't want to go too into the minutia because, you know, your time is valuable. I want you to be able to, to get through and get the, the gist of it. And if you like this kind of stuff and people really enjoy this episode, I'll, I'll do future episodes like this. But again, so we got that gratitude. That's that first pillar, that first post. And in adventure, we have this intentional living, right? This, this idea of living life on purpose so that we get to see, experience as much of it as is there for us. Now, you know, by the time I, I finally read a book on this, you know, we'll probably have, you know, more exact language, but this is just kind of how I, I work with it at the moment. So this adventure, this intentional getting as much out of life as possible, whether that's moments that we notice around us or whether that's moments that we help craft. And so one of the, the mech necessary mechanisms to craft meaningful experiences, and I'll get into that in a second, that's the other part of adventure, that's the reward part of adventure, the capability for adventure, the capacity to really do that intentional living is develop strength. So that means do hard stuff. Develop courage. Do scary stuff. All right, so you need to intentionally do difficult and scary things because that will make you stronger. That will deepen your courage. Doesn't mean you won't be afraid. Doesn't mean that now that that thing that was really hard is no longer hard, that you just stay there. You know, because there are going to be some harder things in front of you, right? So you do the difficult stuff to get strength. You do the scary stuff to develop more courage. That's how you become strong and courageous. And then as you develop that strength and courage, they're the part of adventure. It's crafting experiences Gratitude was about reflecting upon meaningful experiences and people and places and things and lions and tigers and bears, oh my. That's what gratitude was about. Adventure is actually experiencing the stuff as it happens. Possibly even looking forward to something you're building. So this weekend, I'm going surfing and sailing with some friends on Mission Bay. You know, By the time you listen to this, I will have already gone. And I haven't hung out with these people for a while. We're all vaccinated. We're all, you know, safe. We're all healthy. We're going to go out and we're going to surf. We're going to sail, probably ride some jet skis. You know, hang out and have a really good time in Mission Bay. And I'm looking forward to that now. And I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So I still got a few days left. And so part of my adventure is looking forward to this thing I get to do. 
And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's important to look forward to things that might happen, right? Because if you don't know if you can go or if you can get off work or whatever, you know, you don't want to set yourself up to never believe anything's going to happen. But looking forward, sometimes even just the possibility of something, that can be its own part of it. And then using your strength and your courage to be ready to enjoy that to the fullest. You know, so if I was not exercising and I wasn't surfing and I wasn't swimming and I wasn't doing yoga or push-ups or squats or going to jujitsu, you know, I wouldn't have as much energy to go and surf on Saturday and Sunday. I wouldn't have the sharpness of mind to help my friend Captain Todd sail the boat that we have for our club or any of the boats that we have for our club. And so I got to develop that strength and that courage. You know, thankfully, I've been working on the preparation for adventure opportunities like this. And so developing the strength and the courage, bam, I have that. I develop some surfing ability, some knowledge of sailing. Okay, I can have a good time sailing and surfing with my friends. And you know what's cool about it, though, is you can go out and you can learn how to surf and eventually get better, and then you do more of it, right? So it doesn't have to be surfing, obviously. Sometimes adventure can even actually be in small, calm, uh, you know, more mellow contexts. You know, let's say you live in a place where it's really rainy, and you enjoy reading, and you sit down, and you make yourself a cup of tea, or Make yourself a drink. You sit back and you enjoy that that book on a rainy night. The fire in the fireplace. And that is its own facet of adventure, is purposely taking the moment to live on purpose. And and here's the thing, you still had to learn how to read. You still had to learn how to listen and understand the words that I'm speaking to you now. So whether you're listening to an audiobook or reading it with uh, print or Braille or have some sort of recording of people uh, tapping books in Morse code or whatever the case may be, you had to learn the mechanism by which people are communicating the story. You had to gain the capability of making yourself tea or mixing a drink or even just being nice enough that people want to do that for you. But going back to what adventure is, really the adventure is purposely living on purpose before life lives you, right? You want to do life. You don't want to have life do you. So we got gratitude. We got adventure, right? So we got these four posts to, uh, to to build this gateway out, this gateway through, this gateway to freedom. So the third one, right? So we have gratitude, adventure. Third one is service. So that means giving to others. That's the short version. More expansively, I think it's giving to others without actually expecting them to give anything back. So you give to others because it's a good thing to do. Now, you might actually be getting paid. You know, it might be a job that you do 
and let's say you work at Target, and let's say, you know, people come through your checker at Target, and people come through your line, and you and you work your your butt off. You know, you stand on your feet, and you you talk to people, and you you put up with their annoying stories, and you, you know whatever it is, right? And you're probably going to get paid the same. I mean, I don't know. So if you you're part of Target management or something, you know, don't 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 come fight me. But I don't think they have really a, I mean, they might actually, but, you know, if you don't smile at every single customer, is that something that, you know, it's just going to reflect in your pay? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But something extra you could do is you can enjoy giving to other people. Sometimes just smiling at a stranger. Now, I know that's been rather difficult with all of us wearing masks, but you can kind of crinkle your eyes or give somebody a, you know, like a friendly wave or something. You know, a kind word. That can, uh, you know, that can make a difference. Now, more expansively, service can be volunteering for an organization, helping somebody move, doing the dishes when it's not your turn to do the dishes. I had a friend of mine, and I'll try to be vague about the details, but this person, and and trigger warning for for you guys who are, you know, I don't actually do that too much, but trigger warning on this one uh, about suicide and mental health. Um, I had a friend of mine, a really good friend, that decided the world would be better if he didn't live in it. And he hurt himself real bad. He, uh, and I'm not going to get into the specifics of how he did it, but he hurt himself bad enough that he needed to have both medical, you know, he needed to have surgery. And he needed to be in inpatient psychological and psychiatric care. And eventually, you know, he got all this. And it was a bit of a wake-up call for him. And one of the things that this this friend of mine did is he went out and he volunteered. And helping other people helping other people gave him a reason to get up in the morning. Helping other people gave him the reason to keep going. And here's the really interesting thing, right? Uh, Throughout this whole thing, all these, uh, these different posts, they feed into one another. So my friend, he goes through this horrible ordeal. And he starts to gain some strength, some sense of purpose through service of others, through volunteering. 
I'm going, be, I'm going to be intentionally vague about what type of volunteer work my friend did. But he did this, this work, and it made him feel really good. And it made him want him to keep going. And then he started experiencing some of those cool moments of life that I was talking about. And what's really curious is that as you start serving other people, you're actually getting stronger and more capable of doing a wide range of things. Not only are you feeling good about the help you are to other people, you're also getting stronger. You got you're you're kind of dealing with doing some you know sometimes depending on the type of volunteer work you're doing, it might be scary to talk to somebody who you know maybe you're not a veteran right maybe you didn't serve in the military at all like I did not. And yet I would love to be there for her veterans, help them in some way. That, that, if it, I don't know, it feels, I lost my train of thought, you guys, just a minute. But, you know, that, that sense of, of giving to somebody, you see the, the impact you're having. And you gain some, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, it, sometimes it's scary to deal with some of the things that they might open up to you about. And so, you know, with my friend and, and the work that, that he did, he, he began to see the benefit of what he was doing out of the people's lives. And then he began to have more meaningful experiences. Like we talked about meaningful experiences and adventure. And he started to gain strength and develop more courage and going out and and just living life, you know, because he was kind of afraid. And that's one of the things that led to his uh, attempt on his life. But as he began to gain more strength and courage, he just began to, to have more regard and love for himself. And he began to more deeply appreciate the fact that he was still here. He wasn't dead. He wasn't gone. He got to meet new people. He got to meet uh, a really, a really cool person that's in his life. Um, he's gotten a chance to have some really phenomenal things um, connected to his professional life. And each new moment that he gets to have, he, he reflects on that. And he's grateful for it. And it gives him yet another post, another reinforcement of this path through whatever he's dealing with. So he's got his gratitude when he, you know, he reflects and, you know, I, I do this too. You know, you reflect on all the good things in your life that you've got to experience, all the people you've got to meet. You have adventure, you're, you're stre- developing your strength and your courage and going out of your way to soak up every moment that every, uh, every gift, every treasure that life has to offer you. And I'm oversimplifying a lot of this stuff for the sake of the length of the podcast. I could probably do a whole episode just on each one of these. So we have gratitude, adventure, service, giving to others, especially giving to others without an expectation that we receive anything. That that whatever reward we get, that that is not our motivator, that we're actually going out of our way to give to other people. That's the service. 
It's that gratitude adventure service. And the last one. I've left it to the last because it's one of the ones that I find particularly difficult. Acceptance. There are a couple of facets to that one. So in conflict, few of us like to be told that we're wrong. And, and I think even outside of conflict, few of us, we're about ready to get into conflict if somebody tells us that we're wrong. Or especially if somebody says, you know, starts insulting us in the way that they tell us that we're, that we're wrong. So instead of, and there, there are places for the other way, but as a general rule, I like to kind of take this approach. I, I stole this by the way, from uh, Grandmaster Scott Conway, who was on the podcast. I have a point. You may also have a point. And we find the points of connection that we can have. We find the points of agreement that exist. And we learn about the other person's perspective. We learn about why something's important to them. Because we don't, cannot know that we have it all figured out. We might be really, really sure we're right. Having additional data points, additional pieces of information helps us make sure we are right. Instead of fighting for a particular point because we're already convinced that we're right and we don't take any additional information in. And that one piece of information could potentially be the linchpin that changes everything for us. So I, I've been really fortunate enough to, to train with quite a wide range of martial artists in my day. You know, Grandmaster Scott and all of the, the senior black belts that came before us in, uh, in the Guardian Martial Arts, Guardian Karate, Jiu-Jitsu, Kobujitsu, Guardian Kempo. All of the, the, the teachers we've had through Grandmaster Scott. I have... Uh, Shihan Mario, who who developed the, uh, Tekyo Jitsu, is the uh, where I have my most um, the the art that I have a black belt in that I've been studying the least amount of time. Uh, but that's the adaptive martial arts program. You know, so I've met obviously Shihan Mario and uh, several of the the people that taught through that program that came before uh, Andrea, my wife, and I were in charge. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've met uh, Justin Flores, trained with him and his brother Jacob for quite a while in judo. Um, Joel Tudor, Majid from Surfite, um, a bunch of people through Studio 540 when Surfite was connected to that. Uh, Professor Costa, Leticia Ribeiro, like uh, Fabio Santos, only one or two times. But, and those are just the people I trained with at academies. 
that's not even all of them you know um tiffany van seust i've, I've done seminars with john hackleman i've you know trained with sifu render singh for a long time um you know not as consistently as perhaps i would like but i you know i really enjoy learning from him you know i've had all these different people that i've trained with and all of them have a slightly different approach and you know in gurdian kempo and and other styles you know the the ukemi the falling and the rolling it's a little different than you have where you know that you're going to be on a mat and so judo and jiu-jitsu have different breakfalls in a lot of instances than uh, you find in Guardian Kempo and the Guardian Arts. And if I went in, it's like, oh, well, I'm just doing, you know, I'm just going to do it the way I know. Well, then they'd be like, well, why are you here? Right? If I'm willing to, if I, if I'm unwilling to, recognize that other people might have information I don't have. If I'm, if I'm not willing to concede to that, there's no way I can learn anything. There's no point, and there's, you are incapable of learning to the de degree that you believe it or you have it already figured out. Now, it doesn't have to be, mean that you're incapable of learning in all areas, but... It, you know, if I think that I know all there is to know about judo, and I've never taken a judo class, that's a little silly. You know, and and even though you know I believe strongly in the efficacy of what I was taught in Gurdjieff and Kempo, that doesn't mean it's the only way to get something done. So I'm not going to go to to Justin Flores or his brother Jacob and 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 tell them they don't know what they're talking about. That'd be the most ridiculous thing in the world. If I had said that, I probably would have gotten to train with them for as long as I did. I've had times where I haven't paid a dang thing for thousands of dollars worth of instruction. And if I had a, um, if I didn't have the ability to accept the value that somebody else was providing me, I wouldn't have had those opportunities. And, you know, certainly that gratitude certainly helps, right? Um, that appreciation for the, the treasure of knowledge and experience that I get to have by virtue of being wherever I am. You know, and the same thing too. I mean, obviously there are times where I've paid for it. I've, I've paid for, for martial arts training and I'm also grateful and still even more so I need to be accepting of the value that my teachers, my coaches and my partners provide. Otherwise, why am I paying money for this? So acceptance is, is relevant there, right? So you, we have to accept the fact that we may not know everything and we accept the fact that other people have something they can pr provide, they can bring to the table. The hardest part, though, the hardest facet of acceptance is accepting yourself. The hardest part of acceptance, the hardest facet, the hardest, most difficult part of acceptance is accepting yourself. Accepting yourself, the, accepting the fact that, you know what, maybe you are out of, out of shape. Maybe you are overweight. Maybe you are depressed. Maybe you haven't worked out in three years. Maybe you're afraid to go outside because you've been told to shelter in place for the last year and change. Maybe you are uneducated and you 
want to be. Maybe you are an alcoholic and you need to get help. Maybe you have PTSD and major depression and anxiety that stems from that. By the way, I'm talking about myself. And maybe you need to seek professional help and find methods of dealing with that struggle. But if you don't get the information, you can't do anything about it. My blindness, my inability to see the way most people see, or really at all, for that matter, certainly unless I'm speaking metaphorically, I don't see anything. And I cannot live my life hoping that someday, somehow, somebody's going to reach down from heaven and make me see. This is different than hoping for a miracle. This is different than hoping that medical technology will improve enough that there will be a treatment for my particular condition. I I do think that we need to kind of be realistic to some extent. But more importantly, we cannot live our life on suspended uh, and sort of with this holding pattern for forever. And so the reality is, for however long it is that I'm blind, I have to accept that this is my condition, this is my situation right now. If I do not accept this situation is what it is right now, I cannot do anything about it. Now, as I continue to have new information, I can adjust what it is that I'm accepting. And I can hold out to, to see what kind of information I have. But I need to accept the fact that, at least relevant to my example of blindness, I need to accept the fact that I can't see anything. Because if I deny that, then I can't learn how to work a beautiful guide dog like I have just at my feet. I'll be so concentrating on a medical breakthrough that I don't get to go surf and be near dolphins because I'm making sure I'm ready for the surgery. What if I do something surfing that will ruin my chances of maybe possibly getting this treatment that doesn't yet exist? It's no way to live. That doesn't have to be about disabilities. You know, it doesn't, you could be anything, right? If you don't go to the doctor... And you don't get the test. You can't know that you have cancer. But you also don't know that you have cancer. So you can't do anything about the fact that you have cancer. So going and getting the test might be the thing. 
accepting the value in going and getting the test and accepting the test results. Now, I want to be really clear. I'm not talking about accepting what everybody else says they mean. Speaking back to my own life, relevant acceptance. Other people think my blindness makes me less than. Other people think that I can't do X, Y, or Z because of my blindness. Other people think that a blind person shouldn't have a black belt or can't surf or can't raise children or run a business or live on their own or whatever the case may be, whatever they think blindness means to them. Because for some people, blindness means death, the end of full life. And that just isn't true. For me, my blindness actually ended up being a relief. It's hard. It's had difficult moments. But not having to worry about losing it is great. So accept the truth. Don't accept other people saying what that truth means. The meaning you ascribe to stuff matters. But accepting yourself is also a necessary part to learning to love yourself. And that's really at the core of this. Loving yourself is going to be super necessary if you're going to continue to survive. And not just survive, but thrive. You have your gratitude. Bam, that's one post. You have your adventure. Bam. That's another post. That adventure, it feeds back into the gratitude. You have more cool experiences, you get to reflect on those later. Service. Bam. There's your third post. And acceptance, that final post as you lock it into place. Now you have the skeletons, you have the framework for your gate. Path out. All that remains is for you to open up the door and journey through. Adventure is a state of mind. How you live it is up to you.